Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, we are doing it live out here in Berea at the CCMC. Bo Bishop merely and the great Z. Um, I want to I want to do uh, to say something out of the gate. So I want to paint a picture for you. So Friday night uh, was watching the game, um, and we have a lot to get into on that front. But uh, sure. there, there became a point where you know, as as is the case often with children, they want to go play the game. That's right. And so I, I said to myself, well, here's the deal. They're young. Uh, they go back to school this week. Let's take advantage of this. They want they want you to come spin it around them a little bit. God knows I can do that in my sleep. So I uh, I went out there and we. Uh, I mean, the ball's not going to spike itself. No. Um, so we go out there and we're spinning it around. And I'm thinking to myself, I really need to keep paying attention to this preseason game. So I open the Browns app and I hit listens live. And I listen to, and, and I, I would say this, uh, whether you were one of my great friends or not, I, I thought you and Jim were sensational. I mean it. I thought it was so Thank natural. You. I thought it was so entertaining. You were you were always prepared as you always are. But the, the balance of it just – there was n- – there was nothing I would change. It was such a clean, crisp, professional broadcast. You learned as you were listening. Um, I found to always know exactly what was going on in the game as I was listening. Um, and so, not that I'm surprised that you'd be good at this, but, sir, you are. Good well, job out of you, buddy. Well, first of all, thank you. But second of all, it's very easy when you're working with Jim Donovan, who is he is incredible. Like, but don't is undersell so you. You were you were sensational, buddy. You were you had the right. It that's it. Look, he's established. He's the voice, the icon. Yeah. And you're stepping into big-time shoes, obviously. And there, there's a yeah. lot in that. But at the same time, I, I thought your balance of, of entertainment, informative, education, you had it all. You crushed it. Thanks, man. You crushed it. Bro. I really appreciate that, dude. Proud Love of you, man. It was Thank really, you. really yeah. proud of you. And I'll keep working hard to keep getting better. And, you know, it's it's fun. It was just fun. And the thing I told Gibbe is the biggest change for me now is that the game goes by so fast when you're up there because you're constantly yeah. doing something. <laughs> right. And so that was it, it was a lot of fun. And, and, look, the game did not start as we wanted it to. I didn't sugarcoat it either. I said pretty much everything that could go wrong has gone yeah. wrong here uh, to open this, the game for the Browns when, when Deshaun was on the field. You lose Nick Harris. You know, I got drops from Anthony Schwartz, a miss, one misfire on the first play that had a chance to be a big one. And, you know, and watching that back even, and I don't know what kind of latitude Schwartz has in that route, but if he just kind of veered up the field a little bit, he had all the room in the world, and, and Deshaun would have been able to just kind of loft it out there to him. So, uh, again, didn't go well. Dearness fumbles. He never does that. So the start was not obviously what, you know, the Browns would have wanted to. But then as the game went on and it, it really turned in that second quarter and you think to yourself, okay, here's a Cleveland Browns team that doesn't have – a first-round pick, it doesn't have a second-round pick. Yeah. And yet our rookies went out there and drafted, undrafted, stole the show. Yes. I mean, Jerome Ford put on an absolute show. MJ Emerson. I believe we had that. With, I believe we had a lot of this. MJ yeah. Emerson, DeAnthony Bell, who Jake is trying to – Jake Trotter is trying to take it's credit outrageous for, which is outrageous. I mean, yeah, I had that months ago. Back off. Um, but Isaiah Thomas, two sex. How about the kid Chris Odom? The USFL Defensive Player of the Year. We signed him within the last week, and he goes out there, has a sack, and I thought he was around the quarterback every play he had. You know, Dalen Baldwin, who they had talked about, he goes out there and has a couple big catches for you. It was just, it was fun to see some of these young guys and Perry on running around, Alex Wright running around, blowing up some plays. It just made you feel like, man, even without a first round pick, we got a lot of talent in this draft. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, let's do glasses half full stuff first, because, sure. but and then we'll acknowledge the glasses half empty, which is real too. Um, yes. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the glass is half full stuff. Like, MJ Emerson, that's a dude. That's a dude. The depth in our secondary is stunning. And, by the way, Denzel Ward activated off the pup list today. Big. So that's huge to get him back in the mix and, and get him feeling good about things. Uh, Greg Newsom will be back eventually. Like, the, the back seven on this team is terrifyingly good. Really is. It's loaded. And, it's by loaded. the way, Greedy looked great Greedy on, looked great. on Friday night. Yeah. A.J. Green continues to play at a very high level for the Cleveland Browns. So this is a, a cornerback room that is legit five deep. And even Herb Miller, who had the bad penalty, and he'd be the first to acknowledge that, but then comes up with a great job, peels off of his man in the front of the end zone to get in that throwing lane to the back of the end zone, gets an interception down in the red zone. You know, we had DeAnthony Belfort in that fumble. You know, with all three turnovers come out of that back seven. Uh, I, I can tell you this, MJ Emerson got the alpha dog for his ripping of the ball away from the guy. And how about this? The stiff arm was on the running back, Snoop Connor, who was an old Miss guy. So he had a little Mississippi State oh, old Miss. Which, the Egg Bowl. Yeah, which was certainly not lost on MJ when he gave that stiff arm. And he told me uh, in high school – and as a kid, he was known for his stiff arm. That's what he said. I was known in my Did state really? for my stiff arm. <laughs> and he gets great. to throw that out there after his first interception. So that was cool. But you're right. This defense, and I think defensive end is going to be interesting as we go well, on. it got There's interesting, a, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. You had Thomas flashing. Isaac Rochelle had yeah. a beautiful pass rush and a sack early in that game. Uh, Chris Odom, I mentioned. You know, Winovich was around the quarterback a lot, battling a hamstring injury now. But, you know, yeah, it it, it the the positives are the depth on this defense, the extreme depth at running back, and frankly, I'll even say the depth on the line because typically when you get deep into a preseason game, your yeah. offensive line starts to look terrible. And sure, there were some guys that had, you know, Ben Petrula didn't have a great day. I think he'd be probably the first to tell you the undrafted free agent from Boston College. But overall, our line depth, I think, pre created an environment that was very solid. And Josh Dobbs looked darn good, man. Yeah, he looked clean. I thought he was clean. I thought, um, you know, the Jerome Ford piece is one that we could see coming here. Um, yes. You, you know, you have just an absurd embarrassment of riches at a position. Yes. Now, um, obviously, Felton can shift back into the receiver room, and frankly, we'll get to that when we get to the glasses half-empty stuff. But, um, I, I th you know, Ford is good to go. Like, he's ready to go. So you have what it looks like to me, like four NFL. You have, you have two – you have – otherworldly damn near yep really really good and then ford might be right there exciting so like yeah. that's a lot there and i do wonder what this looks like going forward you know what is this what's the roster look like going forward with when you have because it's not enough for all of them to do no there certainly isn't and, and that's where perhaps you can address something that would come up in a cup as you know half empty portion of our discussion is yes. with the, the strength that you have in this room and you know I, it was funny I was on the the pregame show and they said you know give me like a, a, a rookie on each side to watch and on the offense I said you know I did say Jerome Ford and I said if you're playing preseason fantasy I feel like this guy's gonna blow up I said now you yep. shouldn't be playing preseason fantasy but if you are <laughs> how does how does 14 touches 102 total yards and two touchdowns sound and I almost think the best part of it was that he did have that fumble late an incredible catch made two guys miss picked up a fourth down on a third and 14 yep. but then he fumbles it and that'll give him something some fuel right it's not yep. all easy okay there's still room for improvement here Jerome Ford and so I thought that was actually a good way to kind of end that for him but yeah he was phenomenal yes yeah he was phenomenal um and and those are the things that jump out to you uh the glass is half empty uh your heart breaks for Nick Harris oh man just breaks we know this is three years in the making yep he lived at the facility yep he had prepared for this doggedly for yep. three years yes he yeah and, and i 
I got to talk to him uh, while we were waiting in line to go through screening um, yeah. uh, for the flight home, and yeah, it, I, it it was it's very sad. His teammates were super supportive of him. Obviously, everybody is very sad about this for him, and he he will be back. This will be a setback. This is not the end of the road, but it was just brutal to watch that in that pass set, and then his 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 knee just kind of gave way. I don't know if he was kind of caught on Wyatt's foot there, but when he tried to anchor, it just it just popped, and it yeah. was. It was rough to watch live. It was rough to watch in the in the rewatch on tape when I went through the game this weekend, um, and you know, wishing him definitely, definitely a speedy, speedy recovery. Yeah, and the other thing is something that that I've talked about quite a bit, and it's something that felt like it was starting to get to be a bigger problem uh, as we got here into camp, but it still it, it feels like it was exacerbated on Friday, and that is just the receiver room. Um, Anthony Schwartz needs to be further along than he is uh, for the way this receiver room is made up. And I think they were banking on it. And we love him as a kid. I mean, you love him. He Super was, nice he's guy. such a nice yep. guy. Smart. But he has got to come along. You cannot have those drops. It happened last Sunday at camp. Um, so this has been something that's happened a little bit. And, um, look, you can break out of it. Jamar Chase did. I'm not saying that they're the same. But, no. you know, you can get through these things. Um, but I think that there is – that that room now, especially with – Whatever's going to happen with Deshaun, that is now a pretty big concern for me. The positive, he was open three times. He was. The negative, he did <laughs> not come part. down with any of the passes, and one of them obviously was a misfire from Deshaun. But I, I that's been a concern all along, and, and it feels still like it is a concern. I will say yesterday at practice in a 7-on-7, seven seven, he made an unbelievable diving catch in the back corner of the end zone Good. from Jacoby Brissett, and you hope that maybe that starts to jumpstart him. He also had a nice jerk route against uh, – he got – the way that the coverage matched up, he was matched up with a linebacker, uh, Willie Harvey, and made a great move on him, great catch, and had a, a nice run after the catch. So you hope that confidence builds, but the thing that it stands out with him, it just doesn't look natural. The way no. that he catches the no. ball, isn't. it's not natural, it's not easy. So he's always going to be fighting it on some level. Can he get better with that? Absolutely. We've seen David Njoku get, I think, significantly better in how he catches the football and how natural it looks, and he had a couple touchdowns in the red zone in the 7-on-7 seven seven yesterday as well. Um, but, yeah. You know, you've got Amari. Donovan Peoples-Jones is by far your second most proven receiver. No Let's question. not forget that, you know, he doesn't even have 100 targets in his career yeah. and is a six-round pick from a couple of years ago. Now he's been incredibly productive, 18.8 yards a catch, 11.6 yards a target. But, you know, that is somebody that's usually competing at this stage in their career as opposed to he is clearly the number two. We haven't really seen Bell yet, and that's part of it, right? We didn't see Amari in that game. We haven't seen Bell. But you and I have said all along, that Schwartz feels like the key to unlocking this offense yep. because of his speed and, and good that you're getting open. We've got to catch the football. Yeah. And the clock's ticking. Yes. You know, a little bit on that. The clock tick is ticking a little bit on that. Um, and so that's where you stand. Um, the, the transition was made yesterday where uh, Jacoby Brissett now working primarily with yep. the ones is now our focus is on getting him ready to start the season. Uh, as we sit here on August 15th, still nothing new in terms of when, an appeal ruling will be sent out. Who knows uh, on that side of things? Who knows when you'll see Deshaun Watson again? You saw him on Friday night, and and very clearly, you know, coach is trying to get him out there feeling good about himself. Yep. And and they just weren't able to do that. And there's a lot of factors to that. But um, who knows when we'll see him again? But but yeah. now you've got Eagles here this week. Yep. 
for for uh, for them here this week. Practices, enjoying practices. Then you got a game uh, over the weekend as well. So yeah, coach, we go. coach said that you know we won't see Jacoby Brissett in that game, and I would imagine you're not going to see many starters in that game on either side because you're going to get all that good work in the joint practices, and then it'll be an opportunity for these young guys to kind of continue what they showed for the Cleveland Browns, honestly. And I thought there were young guys that stood out on both sides of the ball. We went through so many on the defense, but you know offensively, Jerome Ford looked great, and then you know I thought Dalen Baldwin continued to flash. Nakia Griffin Stewart. A nice yeah. little move tight end. Looked very comfortable in space. I thought Johnny Stanton had a nice day, not only blocking, but also catching the football in kind of that third tight end role. And, you know, we're going to see more of Josh Dobbs. And I think that's important because Josh Dobbs looked excellent in this game. Now, some of it was out of structure, which is where you think that he would thrive. He ran for nine yards. He had a, a third down conversion where he bought time, then found yep. Miller Forrestal. And then when the third down, con- the one where he rolled out left and then at the last second got it to Jerome Ford uh, for the touchdown passing. He was great, 10 of 13, 108 yards, a touchdown. He ran for nine yards, as I said, to extend uh, uh, that drive. So I I liked what we saw. You want to see more because if you see consistent performance of that level, you'll feel even better about Josh Dobbs. The question with Josh Dobbs is not does he understand the offense? Can he read a defense? He's incredibly intelligent. He does both of those things well. Can he execute and actually physically deliver on what his mental process is telling him to do? And, And certainly the case in Jacksonville was yes. Yeah, no, he was impressive. Um, all right, you're headed, you're headed down to Canton. Yes. You have a, an event down at the hall, but you're going to join us via phone in a That's second. Right. Say hi to my guy Kevin down there in Canton. We were there with the boys yesterday. I will. Awesome. Uh, good human and thorough. Um, it, Canton's awesome. And what they've done in the hall in the last couple of years is staggering. Next year when we're there for the Hoff, that's oh, going to be a scene. Be. It's going to be a scene. So, Z, uh, we'll, we'll rejoin via the phone here yep. momentarily. Uh, Jim Donovan will join us in the second hour of the program. Gerard Cherry will join us in the second hour of the program as well. Coach Stefanski available to the media at 1.30, so you have that to look forward to, which is nice. We're off and running on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams. You can transform your current bath into a custom bath for a spa-like feeling. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, experts, and factory trained. Give them a call now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Call 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in America. Superior products, expert installers at the Bath Authority at 216-220-8399, thebathauthority.com. 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Uh, so just to get you set for what, what we're – undertaking here this week today we'll have a two o'clock practice this is the second to last training camp practice hello give hi how um, are you good good uh you see the uh the kids out there and so the the team will be out here around two o'clock for that uh tuesday will be the last tomorrow will be the last training camp practice that's open to the public uh then wednesday is the players day off uh thursday and friday the joint practices with philly um and then sunday preseason game number two at one o'clock 
here at First Energy. So that is the the schedule for this week. Um, I just, you know, just something we'll get Z on this too. But but give a, I I cannot believe that, that it is August fifteenth, uh, yeah. and we are where we are with this stuff. Correct. I just can't even wrap my head around. That yeah. that's a reality. It sounds like we've got a microphone that we're going to uh, take some. Madison, you may want to take the mix minus out right now. Yeah, the last thing we need is that. Yes, correct. Uh. <laughs> so that'll come in handy in a couple of minutes uh, when Coach Stefanski's there. It will. Uh, Gibby, I see, I tweeted this Friday night watching the game, uh, you know, as I watched the first quarter and then went out and threw it around and then came back and watched the second half. It's a distracted football team. And we can talk about, we can talk about how, we're not. We're just putting one foot in front of it, each other. But the reality is, is the way that the NFL has handled this Watson thing, you can't escape it. And I know Sunday Jacoby Brissett was with the ones. I, I kind of wonder if that should have been done sooner, you know, because there it, he's gone at least six. It's going to be a lot more. I think we all know that at this point. So it's going to be a lot more. And it was like everything that you were doing had that over it, hanging over it. And I think you could feel it in what you got in the performance on Friday night. I really do. I I think it had to play a little bit of a How factor. How could it not? I, it's, <laughs> but yet I also understand they got to get they got to get him some reps. It's been a year. I know. God forbid. Although, <laughs> the, if the league has their way, it'll be another year. Well, and now and you're the, talking two years. What's stopping you, the league from having their way? Nothing. Nothing. The nothing. league. The league, the league is stopping themselves. Yeah, so they can do whatever they want. They want to make it a year, they can make it a year. They want to make it 12, they'll make it 12. Like, you know, you can try to do all the branches with what appears to be like a chance to negotiate again, but I think we're past that. So this is going to be a situation where the league decides what they want to do on this thing, and I'm just shocked that we're still sitting here because we were told when the league appealed, that was almost two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago now, Wednesday. Where's, the, where's this guy? That this was supposed to be a quick process. This isn't a re-litigation of the facts. The facts are accepted. Sewell Robinson's facts are accepted. So all he he's doing is deciding if the penalty was enough yeah and he was appointed by the nfl he works with the league yeah i believe he does business with the league right so just sort it out and then task. you're done and then everybody can move on but i think i think what's happened jim used the word cruel the last time we talked to him and you'll be on with us in the in the second hour in a minute um i think that's it like it's cruel to a fan base it's a little cruel to every other player on the team it's cruel well, to the coaches like just make a decision, and we'll live with it. Well, and I heard I heard a station in Jacksonville last week, and they were like, the Browns are just as at fault. They signed him. They, they gave him all this money. They did all this stuff. And at the end of the day, like, this, fo- we're trying to feel the competitive football team. And I believe we've said it for three months that the AFC is an arms race. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to have a quarterback, and you got to have a strong team, and you have a, you almost have to have an elite quarterback. You have to, have and an that's elite why you went out and you got Deshaun Watson. And you know what else? Thirteen other teams did too, and four others were in position to sign. Correct for the same contract and the same compensation. Um, and so the idea that this is all on hold, however you think about any of it, and everyone is certainly entitled to their own. I'm not sitting here telling you how to think about it, but this should have been done in a different manner. This should this suspension, this appeal of this suspension. This, this, uh, the uh, Sue Robinson part of this, that should have been handled in a different fact, faction. There was no reason for us to be sitting here on August 15th and this thing not done. That's a disservice to everybody. Honestly, Gibbs, I couldn't believe that, that he played Friday. I couldn't believe that they didn't say, no, 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 I, we're I not kept waiting. It. Once it hit, once it hit like 4.30. Right. And the buses, so like the bus schedule was 3.30 and 4.30. Once that 4.30 came, I was like, you want to talk about, 
the players' union having a big issue now. Like, if you sure. pull him off the field as he's warming up, there's going to be a consequence that that's, the league necessarily doesn't want. So, you, at that point, you, you're you going to play him. So, I felt pretty good once we hit 4 o'clock, 4.30, that, that we were going to be fine. But uh, going forward, I, I have no idea. And frankly, you know, we Nathan said it, you're not going to see Brissett on Sunday. You might as well play. You might as well play him again on Sunday, and play him and get him reps. Provided he, I don't know. I mean, provided he's not suspended for the year by then. Correct. I mean, as long as he's eligible, you might as well give him reps here for the next two games. Let him throw it a little bit. Um, You know, that's another part of this. You know, when they when you when you think about the big picture portion of this is, you don't know what his mental state is when he does decide to play, or when he's allowed to play. I should say when he's allowed to play. You have no idea what his mental status of that's what that's going to feel like because he hasn't done it for a long time and and so he's going to have to wrap his mind around that a little bit too um so that's it's all just really complicated and tricky and it pulls you in a lot of different directions and i just keep coming back to the fact that there is no damn reason why this wasn't done a long time ago yeah there's certainly a timetable for it we acquired him in what march it was march the ncaa tournament was on ohio state was playing yeah, it was, you're right. <laughs> it, was it was on a Friday. It was on a Friday. It was the middle yeah. of March. So you've March 20th or whatever it was. You know he's been acquired since then. You could have re, you could have played out this process in April. You could have played it out in May. The idea that that this process has not been played out yet is is really sucks and it's put everybody in a tough spot. Yes, and you need to have some resolution of it. Uh, we'll go around the NFL landscape a little bit later on the other side of this quick timeout. Coach Stefanski at the podium. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hi, we're waiting uh, Coach Stefanski at the podium here in the next minute or so as we broadcast live at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. Uh, The last two days of camp for the public, we will have the joint uh, practices on on, uh, Thursday and Friday into the Eagles game on Sunday. Um, So the last two opportunities for the the folks to get out here. I got to tell you, I don't know that you've ever had a – I know we had sticky days a couple. You've never had weather like this for August in camp. Yeah, never. I mean, it's we, been unbelievable. we only – it stormed that one Friday. Yep. Um, I'm trying to it's think. It's like 78. Even like the day it was flooded over here. Yeah, like it wasn't there. We were, yeah, we were still able to go out. Speaking over there, his uh, coach Stefanski at the podium. <laughs> All right, fire away. Kevin, is Miles back today? He's not, He's uh, but he's excused. Do you know how long? I don't. Because it's good he's all back. Yeah, it's great. Uh, he's been working very hard inside and, and out here, uh, so ready to get back on the field, and uh, obviously we're, we're excited to get back out there. Is he a full go then, Kevin? Will he be doing everything? Not just yet, uh, but we'll, we'll work him uh, along appropriately. Would he be full go by Thursday, Friday? Uh, we'll see. 
Can how do you approach these kind of practices leading up to the joint practices? Is it sort of a build-up into those? Um, I wouldn't call it a build-up, no. I, I think those practices are, are – we know the value in them, uh, but also we're still in training camp mode, so we, we got to work uh, independent of those days coming up here. Um, I think those will be a couple really good days for all three sides of the ball to measure yourself up against another team, a playoff team. Uh, but for for now, it's really about uh, training camp. Talking about those two days, Kevin, you've mentioned, and we've heard the players talk about the importance. Have, have you had that conversation almost say, like, we, we want to get our work and we want to have those really good days, or is that kind of an unspoken part? I've talked to a few of the players about it. Uh, the guys that were here last year kind of know the program and how it works, and guys coming from different teams, I'm, a lot of people are doing similar programs. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's great value in it. Um, and we feel like week two is the right time to do it. Hey, Kevin, I know you told us that Jacoby Brissett won't play against the Eagles. Will Deshaun play? Uh, I'm not ready to say that just yet. Kevin, um, several teams are doing two joint practices. The Eagles are one of them. Did you explore that, or are you good with that? You're saying, like, last week or next week? Yeah, next week, too. Uh, yeah, I feel, personally, I feel like week two is the best week to do it. Uh, I think week one, it, you're still in your in installation and week three, we treat as a regular season uh, dress rehearsal, if you will. So just felt like we feel like week two is the right time to do it. Kevin, with your strength in the past using the tight ends as much, is there any clarity beyond the top two? Like, do you feel like you know what you have in that group? I think we have uh, a bunch of good players in there. I don't know if there's clarity per se of, of the depth chart, but I think those type of things will play themselves out over the next few weeks. Kevin, it looked like Jacoby had a pretty sharp day yesterday, just from our vantage point. Uh, obviously, the NFL is pushing for a, a tougher suspension of Deshaun. If it ends up being a lot more than six games, you know, what's your confidence level in Jacoby as potentially your starter for an entire season? Yeah, Jake, I think he's been sharp since April. Uh, so I've been very impressed by Jacoby, uh, very comfortable with him. I think uh, understand his skill set, and uh, I, I think – he has a very good understanding of what we're trying to do offensively. We talked to Stubb earlier, and he was saying that neither Kevin, I mean, excuse me, Kevin, neither uh, Jeff, <laughs> neither Nick Chubb nor uh, Green have reached their potential. Uh, yeah. What do you, and then he talked about also getting yeah. 78, 78 to 80 offensive plays a, a game. Is that realistic? Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I do think he's right that. Those, ha those two haven't reached their potential. I, I hope none of us have reached our potential. Uh, but two really good football players talked about, about it a lot. Uh, and we think, we think we have a good plan for both of those guys to impact the games because uh, that's ultimately what they do. Kevin Stump said it's, it's patience with Kareem, just you know, letting blockers set up, et cetera. Is he, is he leaving yards out there by just being maybe too aggressive at times? Uh, I think Stump, as you know, challenges our guys and wants them to be their best. So. That probably speaks to Stump's going to give every player something they can work on each year and, and push them. And it doesn't matter if you're a, you know, a six-year pro, a, a rookie, Stump's going to push you. So uh, having said that, uh, Kareem's a very good football player, has been very productive for us. Uh, but we do want to make sure that he has the mindset that he has to improve. You also mentioned trying to get Nick and Kareem together on the field. And I know we talked about this a bunch, but how disappointing, I guess, was it that you couldn't do it more last year just because the guys weren't healthy to say yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a balance. Obviously, you got to have both guys healthy, and then you want to make sure that you're maximizing both of them. Uh, and there will be times where we're able to do that, and there's times where 
we want uh, one guy to be out there and one guy to be resting and, and to be fresh for when it's their turn. So there's a couple different ways to do it, but first things first is having both guys available. Kevin, I know we always ask you about Demetrius going back and forth between the receivers and the running backs. Stump talked a little bit about it today, but just how have you seen him kind of go between those those two worlds, I guess? Yeah, I, I, he's done a very nice job of it, and that's part of his value to this football team is he, he can play receiver for us, he can play running back for us. He's done both in games. Uh, he's done it in practice where he's with the running backs and individual practicing as wide receivers. So I just think there's inherent value in having that player uh, who's able to do both because, number one, it helps you from a depth standpoint. But number two, it helps you from the defense having to treat him either as a running back or as a wide receiver. And, and if they do one or the other, you can uh, hopefully have an attack uh, based on their plan. Kevin, we've asked you this about Bill, but let's stop. He's a guy that you kept after you took this job. How important has it been to have him in the building over these last three years? Yeah, you know, I really value Stump's opinion. I, I value his ability to coach. He's He played this game uh, at the NFL level. He's been a head coach in college. He's been a position head coach. So I just think he brings a lot of uh, wisdom to our staff and, and toughness to our team. Kevin, we talked to Nick Sirianni this week about structuring it, or is this something months ago that you just don't Yeah, months ago. Yeah, we've, you know, you have the general framework. Nick's done this uh, with a bunch of teams over the last couple of years. Uh, they may have done it even last week. So we have a general framework, and then we'll, we have touched base with the coordinators, and I've touched base with Nick, and then we'll finalize exactly what we want it to look like. So will they leave a lot of their starters out of the game, too, you think, after these two days? I believe that's their plan, yes. Do you have any old uh, Eagles gear for your youth? Nothing that fits. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, always. You know, I know a lot of people in that organization, uh, coaches, staff, so excited to see all those guys. Who's your favorite Eagles player? Reggie White, the Minister of Defense. That's an easy one. First jersey? Yes, first jersey. Still have it? I don't still have it. It was a uh, white T-shirt with marker written 92 <laughs> and white. That's true. Good. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. There's Coach Stefanski at the podium. Uh, several things noteworthy there, Gibbe. The, um, as we mentioned off the top of the show, Denzel Ward activated off the pup, uh, but kind of taking, a, obviously, a cautious approach to him as he – you know, gets back into the mix on, on Thursday or Friday. So that's certainly of note. Uh, the the other thing that jumped out, of course, was, you know, nothing on Watson if he'll play this weekend or not. I, we're clearly in a wait-and-see pattern on that. I mean, I would. Yeah. I, I mean, it, until they tell you he can't, you might as well keep I, I am a, some reps. I agree with you because, I, I mean, he needs to he needs to throw the ball in game situations. Yes. You know, I, I, so I agree with you on that. Um, and then the other one, which was, I think, probably the real headliner of this thing, was the Miles. Miles excused again for personal reasons. Um, and, and so that's, you know. The, and not sure when he'll be back. Not sure when he'll that be back. A, it's a couple. That's a new little twist in this. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So those are the things that jump out to me. Um, as you see, obviously, you could hear there as, they, uh, as the interview was going on with coaches, a bunch of kids here greeting the players as they matriculate out onto the field. Um, several guys out there yet. Pretty early, though, in terms of, of guys starting to get out on the field. We'll begin this thing in earnest around 2 o'clock. Uh, so Z will join us. On, on the, the other side of this. On the other side of this quick timeout, we'll go over some of these things with him. Also want to run back, you know, how much distraction can you take Want to run that by him as well. Uh, you're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk Serious Lawyers, Serious Injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns as we are joined now by Dr. Z en route to Canton. A uh, couple of things there in the Stefanski interview. Then there's one thing I mentioned previously I want to run by you, my friend. But let's start with uh, the Miles news. Uh, excused from his second practice uh, for personal reasons and not sure when he'll be back. Do you, uh, that, that's certainly noteworthy when the best player on your team is, is going to miss a couple of days, and we're not exactly sure why. Yeah, that certainly caught my attention. And obviously, you know, you just hope that everything's okay with Miles, right? I mean, that's typically a personal reasons, you know, that's his business. And, and I hope that everything's yeah. okay with him and his family and that he gets back here soon. The good news is we are well away from the start of the season and we are all very well aware of what Miles Garrett can do. But yeah, that certainly was something that you heard that. He said, okay, I hope everything's okay and, and, and he'll be able to get back here uh, soon. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's similar to, I don't know that we have, we don't know anything about it. Personal means personal, so you leave it at that. But you, it also yep. allows for all of the questioning and stuff. And you, just like the Brady thing down in Tampa, like, well, wait, how long? What's going on? Like, it just lends itself to more, uh, more questioning a little bit to it. So that was, that was noteworthy to me. We mentioned this off the top. Denzel Ward activated off the pup, but we'll see how things go for Thursday, Friday. As I mentioned to Gibby, like, you, you be as, as cautious as possible with Denzel Ward. There is no, rush to see him run around out here uh, against this group of receivers. You, you need him week one. No doubt. And as we saw, you know, on NFL Network's top 100 players, he comes in at number 87 on the list for the first time, got the big contract in the offseason that made him for a brief period of time the highest paid corner in the NFL. You know exactly who he is. You'd love to be able to get him some work against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I think that would be a wonderful thing to get to see. But at the same time, be judicious with it. Let's not forget Jack Conklin has been off the pup for a while now, and we haven't seen him do anything in a team setting yeah. yet. So when you have guys of that caliber, you bring them back, you're going to make a good plan, be judicious with it, because what really matters is not, hey, can he participate in a joint practice? What matters is, hey, is he ready to go week one in Charlotte against the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, that's absolutely it on that. And, of course, nothing to the from a newsworthy standpoint on the Watson side of things in terms but nobody knows anything on that you're at the at the will of the NFL which which does get us back to uh something Gibby and I were talking about um when you when you got went, got in route to your vehicle uh in that that one segment before coach Stefanski and uh, I tweeted this on Friday buddy and I I don't it's not meant as a shot because I don't know how else you could say it. It felt like on Friday was a distracted uh, performance. It felt distracted to me. Um, and I, I think that how could it not be, right? right. How could it not be? You right. know, we can sit here and say, you know, one foot in front of the other, and you can come out here and you can say, and Jake said this and I said it and you say it. You come out here and you go, boy, it doesn't seem like there's, any, there's nothing wrong, like everybody's out here. Deshaun was taking all the ones, all of this. But these guys are human. They're human. They read. And yeah. by the way, they're also asked about it constantly. Like, I, I just don't know how – I don't know how you could not be. And I do think that there, we, we are long past the point of resolution needing to be on this one way or another so that the, the people that are going to be on this football team for the full season or for a vast majority of it know what they're getting into because I think that it kind of played out a little bit on Friday night. You're exactly right, and I think that's one of the things that's so unfair about this. This needs to be resolved by the NFL, and it's been hanging over not only Deshaun Watson's head, but this football team's head and this organization and these fans and this city, and they need to go ahead and, and make whatever decision it is that they're going to make. It was supposed to be an expedited decision, and here we are, you know, 10 days later and still nothing. So, yeah, I think that you're right. I think it was tough. Look, 
there were boos there. And we heard Joel Batonio say yesterday it's going to have to be even more Cleveland against the world. And, and that's all fine. But Deshaun Watson, and he admitted, you know, look, I've got to be a better person. And, and the, I think that interview for him prior to the game was probably a big distraction because you're thinking about, okay, here's the first time I'm, I'm apologizing, which I have not done before. How is this going to be received? What does this mean? And I'm sure that was weighing heavily on him. You know, yeah. the thing that's been amazing about training camp is that you, for the most part, would not have known other than the day when the news came down at the NFL with appeal uh, when he found out on the field and you got to see his emotional reaction to that. Other than that, you wouldn't know anything was going on. And it's not surprising to me he was a little off in that because that was, I think, pregame a big moment that went out at 6.30. Let's not forget, right. pregame shows in the preseason are a half hour before kick. That goes out 6.30. The Browns get the ball. He's throwing a pass 30 minutes after that, that interview airs. And, and I do think it was a distraction. Look, I've seen him make the pass on the first play every single day out here. That is not a pass that he typically would miss. In this case, he did miss it. And, and then you got a couple drops and, you know, Nick Harris injury, and all of a sudden it was kind of just like whatever could go wrong is going wrong. Dearness fumbles. But I do think that that was somewhat of a distraction. It's got away in him. He still is, at the end of the day, a human being in his mid-20s. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, everybody's got an opinion about you. Some of them, and, and many of them, not good. That has got to be very hard for anybody to deal with. And I think that, yeah, you did see some of that with Deshaun. And I did think he settled down, though, after that, because the passes at following were on target. It just, unfortunately... Yeah. You know, we had a drop and, and, and whatnot with Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, I, I think it's it's fully um, – you fully expect – I mean, he hasn't played a lot of football. And, and Gibby was talking about this right before uh, you hopped on, like, I, you know, that he would play him on Sunday if he's eligible. because and, and I would too. I, I would play him Same. in all of them. Like, I think he needs to throw the football in front of fans. He hasn't done it since, the you know, the end of the 2020 season. Um, and, and up until Friday night, so I think he needs all of that. The other thing that um, that I think bears watching for him, and I, you know, we see his greatness out here in the practice when we when we watch the practices. It's obvious. It's on yeah. display. Um, but the other thing about it is is the the mental fatigue that comes with this. And and the reality is is that this is a guy who was one of the most popular college football players of all time. He was beloved. Yep. At, at Clemson, yep. absolutely beloved. He was beloved by most in his early uh, Houston, Texas career. There wasn't anybody that didn't say anything bad about him. They loved him. And now yeah. loved him on and off the field. Incredible charity, uh, philanthropic, all of that. And now all of a yep. sudden, instead of people looking at you in awe, people looking at you in a different way. And I, we saw this with Tiger Woods when he came back from golf after after what happened on Thanksgiving weekend, where it was the mental part of it that had him fried. It wasn't the physical. It was the mental. It took him a long time to kind of get over that, how people were viewing him. And that's something Deshaun's going to have to work through too. Look at LeBron James. The first year he goes right. down to yep. Miami, they should have yep. beaten Dallas. They were a better yep. team, but he had, you know, you could tell that it was wearing on him. And then when you can kind of embrace the heel for a little bit, all of a sudden you become the good guy again. And so it's a weird thing, and it's really psychology ripped right from the pages of professional wrestling, but that just kind of is what it is. Like, you've got to almost be able to embrace that and use that as fuel, and then when you do, you become who you were once before, and people like you again. And that's even for Tiger that happened, right? Tiger went yep. from being qualified to then he was the underdog, you know, and then people loved him again. And so it, it will – happen for Deshaun it does take time and I do think it is taxing I think it's taxing the whole team but again 
this is an unfair situation that the Cleveland Browns are being put in. Nobody is going to cry for the Cleveland Browns because, of course, they made the move to acquire Deshaun Watson. At the same time, if the NFL was going to do this or this is the way they thought they were going to handle it, they just shouldn't have let anybody trade for him. Or, frankly, they should have resolved it last year. And they did not. This is the, this is the state of affairs, period, for the Cleveland Browns to deal with and for Deshaun. But it, it obviously is not easy. I do think it will get easier with time. But, look, I'd love to see him on Sunday. If for no other reason, then get him in there. Let him experience some success again and then get out. I don't think you want the last memory of him because if he's coming in late in the season and you're in the mix, then I do think the Browns will be where you need him to come in and play well to push you into the playoffs. You want him to at least remember something very positive from the last time he played football. Now, his memories of January 3rd, 2021, he had a great game. That was the last time he played in the NFL. But with this Browns team, this uniform, get in front of our home fans, I think it could be a positive to at least see him for a little bit, have some success for you, turn it over to Josh Dobbs. You know, pal, there's a lot of this stuff in this acquisition of Watson that was in the brochure. The way that this has been adjudicated was not. Not. Nobody nope. had this. Nobody had that this would – you'd still be dealing with this now. Not and This could have been any one number of the four teams at the end. could have been any number of the 13 teams that inquired. This They would all be in this situation if it wasn't us in this situation. It would be Atlanta. It would yep. be the Saints. It would be Carolina. And you'd all be saying the same thing. This was not how we were led to believe this thing would go. I'm not talking about the length. I'm talking about the way that this has played out. Nobody had this. Yep. So that part wasn't in the brochure. Everything else was. Lots of it was. But this part hasn't been. And I think, you know, that goes back to my distracted conversation with this team. You know, it's interesting, like, even Joel Batonio, who's the best guy ever, like, he took some heat nationally from his first Cleveland against the world thing that he said on Sunday. Well, what he's trying to say is, is that inside this room, we're worried about us. And if it has to be us against the world, fine. It'll be us against the world. We'll handle that. That's something that we got to get used to. That's what he's saying. And even that gets parsed over. Like that, it's just so much to put on a team. Yep. And the longer this hangs over, the more that it's omnipresent. If, if, if this was, if you either accept Sue L. Robinson or if the timeline of this was different, if he's suspended of the year and you know about it in June or July, fine. It's done. It's over. We're, we're, yep. we, we played a preseason game, for God's sakes. It's the second week of the preseason now, and we're still having this to deal with this. And that's not right. And that wasn't in the brochure. It was not. And, in fact, I'll take you one step. Tomorrow's the end of training camp. The parts are open to the public. Training camp is over. Like the Browns have concluded training camp, and yet this still is outstanding as we talk right now. No, this was not in the brochure for anybody. And I think that that's the part that has been the most frustrating. And I'm surprised Joel Batonio took heat for that. What he's saying is exactly right. Look, we have to rally. We all still have a job to do. People want to come and they want to boo us. That's their prerogative. But we're going to kind of galvanize ourselves, unify ourselves, and go out there and try to accomplish what we set out to accomplish at the beginning of this year, which is to win as many football games as possible and play in the preseason with a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's the goal for the Cleveland Browns. And that's not changing due to this kind of hanging over this football team. And, no, this was not in the brochure. And, and again, it's not fair. And you wonder, is the NFL punishing the Browns for who knows what reasons? The contract. You've heard people talk about that. Is it for because they actually were the ones who traded for him? Well, if you didn't want somebody to trade for him, you shouldn't let him be traded, right? And, again, yes. I like the fact that all of this happened while he was a Houston Texan. All of this happened with some level of knowledge of the Houston Texans who were sued and, and settled 30 suits themselves, and yet they're not dealing with anything.
No, nothing. There's nothing. And there's no outcry for that. It's it's brutal. Uh, there's a million ways to handle it, and it, it never it never had to be like this. It just did it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, as we make the transition, uh, Kevin Stefanski made it on Sunday to this being Jacoby Brissett's team, um, you know, and getting him ready. Like, that's something – you talk to Browns fans, you and I, you and Jim and, and Gerard on the on the broadcast, like everyone can get behind the reality of this, right? We can yep. all get behind and you can win a lot of games with Jacoby Brissett. Um and and you can you're just gonna be playing a different way. But we've got to yep. be able to prepare for that different way. And the longer that this hangs over this, the the harder that, that is. So to me, like that's 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 where this team is now. I'm interested to see like how he breaks it up. How did he? How did Coach Stefanski break up the reps yesterday, pal, with with uh, Deshaun and and Jacoby? Yeah, Jacoby Brissett was the starter. Jacoby Brissett took the first four reps with the starters. Deshaun Watson then took the next two reps or the next four reps with the second team. Although the offensive line stayed with him for the first one, they basically just flip flopped exactly what they were doing. Jacoby okay, is now inverted. He's a starter, yeah, and he's a starter. And now you've got you know Deshaun as the backup, and Josh Dobbs remains as the third quarterback. So there you go. So that that's that's now how you that'll be the the plan going forward, and and as you await uh, the NFL portion of that. So that that's that was the thing that's been tricky about all of this is because there there are these things to be excited about. It's just that the start of this thing on Friday night was as as you and Jim said on the broadcast, or as you said on the broadcast, everything that could go wrong did, uh, and then the, this this spectrum of the Watson decision hangs over you. So uh, that's just kind of where it is on on this point, and you just hope that there's some resolution to it. Um, All right, you got an event down in in Canton today, correct, sir? And you have that to look forward to, which is very, very nice. Um, My man Kevin will take care of you down there. Um, And then just think, a year from now we'll be down there with the Hoff. That's right, baby. This I'm, I'm I'm considering this like some advanced scouting. Last year, you know, with Edron James, we did a little scouting. Now I'm going to do some scouting today, and then next year it will be full on. Full steam ahead with the Hoff. The um, I'll tell you what. If they have the, they they got you're going to be shocked at how much that they've done in a year. Um, like if that water park's in play, that's that that could be a win for everybody. I mean, nobody, oh, nobody loves a water park, brother. Don't ever forget. You're it. darn right. Everybody loves it. Uh, safe that's travels right. to you, my friend. Uh, and we'll we'll, uh, right. we'll talk to you tomorrow on the program. All right. Thanks, man. All right, that's our buddy Nathan Zagura en route to Canton for an event down there. Uh, the team out here doing some special teams. The full team is out here among those, but Deshaun Watson. As I mentioned, though, uh, no Miles Garrett. So out for personal reasons. Excused. Uh, excused, but out for personal reasons, and you you just hope that, that, that everything's okay and good with Miles. Uh, Denzel Ward is back. This is the first time I've seen him in a helmet in since minicamp. Um, so he's in, he's on the sides just kind of doing some really rudimentary movement and stuff, and you'll be extra cautious with him uh, by the time well, he gets going. And I know yesterday, you know, Newsom sat out. He's battling a little bit of a hamstring. He got hurt the day that Jakeem Grant went down. Correct. And it was kind of lost in the shuffle of everything, but he came up a little hobbled, and yeah. they held him out the rest of practice that day. And really, we have not seen him since. I don't so, need to. Both of them? Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. Just get ready for Carolina. Yeah, you see, Jadevian looks like it's going to be a light day for him too. He's in gear, but uh, looking like a light day. I see Greg Newsom over there. He's got the, uh, yeah, he's got the floppy hat on. So it looks yep. he's not even in pants. So he's going, he's going low key today as well. Looks like Jacob Phillips is going to be kind of low key today, uh, working out over here. Winovich was battling a little bit. I think, uh, I think it was a hamstring. I don't want to misspeak on that. But well, I, this is the dog days, man. 
You know, the only difference is it doesn't feel like summer. Yeah. You know, with it being in the in the seventies, you know, it feels pretty nice. So it's but if these are these are the dog days of camp is, is this week, just today and tomorrow and then that's it for camp. So that gives you kind of an idea of who's in and who appears to be out today um, in respect to camp. Is that JOK over there getting stretched as well? Is he down there with Denzel? Uh, right on yes. the goal line? Yeah, so yeah. it's JOK, Newsome, Greedy, Denzel. Yeah, we'll see who kind ends of all up coming stressed. over here yeah. in front of us. That'll be, your, that'll be your off day, whether it's veterans off day, yeah. whether it's uh, kind of a injury tweaking. Yeah, I mean, again, like you, you're going to get good work in with Philly on Thursday and Friday. You've got the game on Sunday, and then this is it for camp. So you get yeah. today, tomorrow, and then that's it. Yeah, and I would think today is probably going to be a pretty heavy day. Well, it looks it's, like it. We're all in full gear. I, I mean, mean you you're, the pants you're now and pads two days removed from a game. Yeah. Uh, I think today's going to be your heavy day. Maybe you go a little bit lighter tomorrow, off day on Wednesday, and then you're getting some serious work in Thursday and Friday. Yeah, yeah. Greg Newsom walking over here uh, in a bucket hat and miming some basketball moves. It looks like he's, he's he may have some moves. Oh, I think he can play. Look at that. Yeah, it looks like he can play a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's a little cross. Oh, a little step through. I like the look of that. We'll keep you updated on things out here in Berea at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. Uh, Gerard Cherry set to join us next. Jim Donovan will join us in this hour as well. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, second hour here, Cleveland Browns Daily from the CCMC. Bo Bishop and now the great Gerard Cherry joining me here. Good to see you, buddy. I uh, I mentioned this to Z off the – I just thought you guys crushed it. Well, I appreciate it. I thought Bob. you crushed it. I was um, – watched the, the first quarter on TV and then went out and threw it to the boys. They were excited, so we went out and threw it around a little bit. So I was listening to you guys on my phone on the app. Awesome. Just really natural all the way across the board. Did you have fun? Had a great time, man. And it was the, the weird part about it, Bo, was getting accustomed to the crowd noise and speaking. And the crowd noise was so manufactured on top of that. Yeah. They were blowing it in. I'm like, where is this coming from? Because there's only maybe 20,000, 30,000 people at this game. <laughs> they were blowing in crowd noise? Yes, they were. They, were they it really? Was insane. Oh, it was that's insanely funny. loud. And then the music at the same time is like every time you go to speak, Boom. Yeah. And you could just feel it going through your body. But it was a heck of an experience, man, being back on the sideline. And I shared this with some other people, too. So, And we just were talking about this. So you covered the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. I did. The last time, Bo, that I had shoulder pads, helmets, a helmet on was on that football field in a Super Bowl. Last time I ever played a football game. That was your last game was the Super Bowl against the Eagles? That was my last game. Come on, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and I thought I had more years in me. So after the game, I went in to get a physical. After the Super Bowl, they give you a post-game physical. And a guy who's a doctor goes up to, because I had some issues with my Achilles tendon. He rubs it and says, you have a partially torn Achilles tendon without looking at an x-ray or anything like that. And that was a kiss of death for me. And turned out I just had real bad tendonitis. Oh, come on. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so we were off air, and I, we were talking about the fact that that's you know that that is that there's an NFL team there. It's crazy, right? Especially when you're where where you guys were, like downtown. Like you look around and you go, 
what? I mean, it's like Toledo. Like, it doesn't make sense <laughs> that that's right. I mean, that that's an NFL city. <laughs> yeah, how, I, mean, we, I mean, how much we, bigger <laughs> is it? Like the downtown. You're right. right. That's Jacksonville's exactly, big. Right. You know, the area, it's, the city. It's expensive. Right. right. Yeah. But literally, every parking lot's empty. Yeah. Every parking garage is empty. That's right. There, there's literally nothing going on. I mean, we're looking out my window, which we converted my room into a, a radio studio. Right. We, I believe we did four or five shows over two days out of my room. And it literally, we're looking outside. Like, there's nothing. There's there's some traffic. I don't know where they were going. They were going to San they Marcos, dog. That's, That's a spot. Right. <laughs> That's the so spot going to the go. beach. This guy found himself some nice little food joints. You go I to the water. I found a karaoke bar. Did you go to the water? I did not. I we the Riverwalk piece they shut down and they pretty much are demolishing it because it draws too many types who they don't want downtown. That's okay. the best way I can describe it. Okay. But San Marcos, I went over there because spot that Jay and I went to and the rest of the guys part of the broadcasting team, radio broadcasting team. We went to this. What was it called again? Cow. Uh, the, the cow post, some type of post. You, you know how we found it? Looking out my window, I'm like, there's a rooftop bar. I'm like, I'll be damned, I don't dude. know where that is. Table we're for going, six. So we all said the bar. Go, we're going there tonight. <laughs> so, we, so we go there. We're talking to the bartender, and the bartender tells us, yes, you got to try the Maple Street Biscuit Company. Okay, tell me more about it. Maple yeah. Biscuits. It was So I went there the following morning, and I am here to tell you, and I brought Gibbs some back too. So he nice, thank me. goodness. He can testify to this. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I mean, if they open a franchise around here, because there's plenty of them down there in Florida, okay. I think they'll do very well, especially up here, because it's comfort food for breakfast. Uh, it's a home run. Yeah. Well, that sounds pretty good. Nice um, and hearty. What we, uh, so, so while that was pretty good, the start to this game, and Nathan alluded to it on the broadcast, and we've talked about it for the first hour, everything that could go wrong did. Um, you know, you right. had – uh, you know, I think a very distracted performance, and rightfully so. There's a lot going on around this football team, obviously, that you're waiting on resolution for. Uh, but as it went along, there were some glimmer of, of bright spots. Uh, from field level, what jumped out to you positively? Let's start there with a the glasses half full approach. Well, what jumped out for me is the young players slash rookies look like they got promise. Because yeah. that's one of the key things. If you're going to have a football team that has a lot of talent and you paid a lot of guys money already but that's a part of your core yep you have to hit in the latter part of the draft yep and yes you're gonna have a first and second round guy who's gonna be under contract for a decent amount of money but if you're finding your third and beyond guys and undrafted free agents are coming in here and contributing yep and showing signs of promise that is a beautiful thing so what i've seen out of ford what i saw out of thomas and then you look at emerson what yep. he was able to do oh, i like him that was phenomenal, and I'm pretty sure there's some other guys whose name I'm not calling who contributed as well, who just brought in as free agents who played a part and just really – and Perion, he had a couple moments yep. where he was pushing the pocket and causing it to collapse, though he didn't get a sack or anything like that, but was having moments of great penetration. And yep. If you can get that from your defensive tackle, because that's going to be one of the primary concerns, Boat, is that to take place. So I saw a youth movement last night oh, – well, excuse me, Friday night. Yeah. And I was – very, very, very impressed by what I saw. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, you know, I, I think everything, if, if you, you know, we talk about it, or you guys talk about it on the next level, like Emerson j has jumped out all camp. Right. Jerome Ford camp? has jumped out all camp. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, these guys, you come out, they all of a sudden they're out in, on a big stage, and they're ready to go. Like, the embarrassment of riches in this running back room is something else. Right. And Gerard, and I'm going to, this is going to dovetail into another point, it might be too much. <laughs> 
and, and and when I look at like what could be a a lack of depth and talent at receiver, right. maybe there's a solution there somewhere. Right. Because I, I don't know that you need those four backs. Right. It's and too much. Yeah, it could be a situation where you just like simply wasting talent because everyone can't touch the ball. Everyone can't be on the field at the same time. I don't think we're going to go to a wishbone offense no. or, or power eye anytime no. soon where you take a receivers and tight ends off the football no. field and incorporate running backs. But that's how talented we are. But at the same time, I get a sense and feel that early on, depending on what takes place with Deshaun's decision and what, whether or not he's available sooner rather, sooner rather than later, that we're going to run the football a lot. But yes. at the same time, Two guys being in a rotation is a lot right there just to get a sense of feel. If you throw, throw three or four guys in there, I think that's too much because someone's at some point going to get cold and out of rhythm and won't be in sync with the offensive line and the flow of the game. And that's really what you saw in the first quarter Yes, in that Jacksonville played a preseason game. Yep. They had an idea what the tempo felt like, looks like, and smells like. We didn't have that. And then you see the situation with Deshaun. You could feel the adrenaline leaving his body as he passed the ball. <laughs> so, no, you could. I mean, so that – Aaron throw was more due to adrenaline because you can't – it's like being in a Super Bowl. You don't feel your legs. You don't feel your body when you step out on that football field no. until you get hit. And I'm pretty sure, considering what he's gone through and what he's facing, that he probably felt like that when he touched the football field. Would you play him on Friday if there's no – or on Sunday, rather, if there's no ruling? Yeah, why I not? Too. I, I would too. I would Why play not? Because it sounds like, you know, obviously he's the majority of the one reps are going to go to Brissett from here on out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brissett will get the majority of the ones against Philly in the joint practices. If Watson is going to play at some point this season, then I would want him getting every game rep that I could. I right. mean, you don't want him getting hurt, obviously, but I think he's smart enough to avoid that, uh, you know, having played judiciously. But, but at the same time, like, um, it's been a long time since he played. Right. I mean, it's just you need to get out there with the bright lights a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you like just for your sense of – confidence to have a positive moment with you on the football field of your offense that at some point you're going to be the focal point of and take over. There's no question. There, there's absolutely no question on this. Can you believe that there's not a decision on this from the NFL yet? Actually, I, actually I can at this point. Is it just because you've played and you know how they operate? Because it, to me it just feels like Jim Donovan uh, with us a couple of weeks ago used the word cruel. Like how long this is taking that allowed that we're allowed this facade of him out here and it's like you appointed the the guy doing the appeal, if you want it to be a year, just make it a year and everyone can move on. It's a combination of control mechanism to, to really reinforce and reiterate to the players and the NFL Players Association yep. who's the boss yep. and at the same time let Deshaun know that as well. And then also a combination of public perspective because if you rush on a decision, even though we know what it is, on one hand you're going to make the camp of this is not fair feel yep. like, hey, we took our time in deliberating on this deal and if you rush to it, for the side in which you do give them what they want, which is a year or beyond, they'll be okay with it at this point. But had they rushed and said something, it would have been a situation of, okay, well, if it's not what we want, then that's a bad move. So they're stuck in that spot. But I think ultimately it's a flexing of the muscles to say that, hey, I agree. we are in control. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> and now it's, you know, you're just at their whims a little bit as you wait these things out. Um, we have um, Denzel Ward activated off the pup right. list today, which is good to see. The beautiful man. He is. Yeah, he's something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the other thing about Denzel coming back is you can afford to be really patient here, Gerard. Gosh. Like, I don't need to see him stress himself now. You can't. Like, see him in September. Right. And I'm, that cornerback, that defensive back room is – you talk about how loaded the running backs are. You have the same dynamic taking place in the DB room. Yes, you, you have a load of talent. So for the guys who may not make this roster, 
I don't think they'll be unemployed long because what you see out here is talent. I know talent, especially in the defensive backfield, when I see it. And there are a lot of talented guys out here making plays and putting and putting a good name in for themselves. And this practice against Philadelphia will only help that cause. Denzel, Newsom, Greedy, Emerson, A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's five dudes. Right there. And I, I mean, I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm amount of talent in the secondary it really is and the same is true at safety so this is you know that's the one thing about this like as you get through this watson thing gerard like this defense is good enough to keep you in the mix right depending on how long this thing all goes right and then on top of that if you feel you have confidence in your kicking game and that your field goal kicker can get the job done that's only going to help the cause because i don't have an issue with the early on until we figure things out with our quarterback position if it's Old school field position, cloud of dust football. I can live with that. The whole key is to win. Yeah, that's it. Remember the Keenum game? Remember mm-hmm. against Denver last year? Right. The Keenum game. When Dearness on Thursday night ran right. for 140 yards on 22 carries. You won 17 to 13. It wasn't flashy, but it got the job. But done. you got the job done. And right. and guess what? I know it was a four point game or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. It's not like I ever thought we were going to lose. Right. And he was going to win the whole way. It was a very measured. And you can tell that. You can see yes. and feel that. But I look at the San Francisco 49ers as my example of what you can do under these on the auspices of, hey, we don't have to be flashy and air it out. They they were uh, a pass away from being in a Super Bowl. Yes, they were. And they pretty yep. much, I think, employ what we would more than likely will do, which is run, rely on great defense, utilize our tight ends, do a slot screen action, and just <clears> – <throat> physically beat you up and win football games. I want to ask you one more thing before I let you go. Because one thing I've been harping on here the first couple of weeks of camp, mm-hmm. I talked about a lot in minicamp, and this was before, you know, Friday. I don't know if we have everybody we need to have at receiver, Jerron. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we do. Well, um, so is that something that you think needs to be addressed further, or are you confident in who's there? I would give it a couple more weeks, especially okay. – how do they fare against Philadelphia? Because I've been commenting on this throughout the course of training camp that the DBs have been dominating our receivers day in and day out. Yes, for sure. Now, if that same dynamic takes place once the Eagles come in town from the practices, yep. from the one-on-one drills, from the team drills, seven-on-seven, and you get that sense and feel that that's occurring, and then you go into the preseason game and guys that you're counting on are dropping passes and not making plays, you have to strongly consider the idea that you need one more go-getter or two, to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. It's something to – it's a good point out of you yeah. on the Philly because yeah. of how good our secondary is. A little worried about Schwartzy. A little worried. Yeah, well, and – Got to get it going. The deal with him is, is this, I think. He has Tariq Hill-like speed. Yes, he does. And when you have that type of ability, what takes place normally is instead of just concentrating initially on catching the football – you're at night meditating and dreaming about what you're going to do after you get the football. But at this stage, just catch the damn thing. <laughs> and That's really critical. And, and, and go and, then, and let that stuff figure itself out as you get more and more comfortable with just catching the balls. Because right now, if you get a basic hook, what we used to call a button hook back in the day, don't think about spinning out. I mean, think about making plays, yes. but catch the ball first. Because I'm pretty certain that and if you were to ask him, he probably admitted to tell you, yeah, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to catch this ball, I'm going to spin out of it, the tackle, and then I'm going to take it to the house yeah. for 80 yards. That's probably what he's thinking. But at this stage, just catch it 
And as you get more and more comfortable with it, those things will let itself play out. But if you try to rush the process and you try to just do too much and you're thinking about too much instead of just initially receiving the football, bad things occur, like dropping it. The funny thing is, is everything that, you, that I'm sure you're spot on in that as you typically are, everything that you're saying that he's thinking about, all of that will come naturally. Right. 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 Once this happens, but, but, okay. then the rest of it. But if it's you're all, like, okay, I'm going to do something. Right. What? I never caught it. <laughs> That's it. Hey, man, great seeing you. Excellent job on Friday. Appreciate it was a pleasure it, listening to you, brother, as always. Uh, we will go around the league uh, coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rupke Waste Recycling is family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Individual drills going on out here in Berea. We've got the uh, safeties here right in front of us running, uh, looks like some cover tight end routes a little bit, just kind of going through some things. Linebackers down on the far end of the field working on some pass cover drills and uh, coming up. And hit. Well, I'm going to employ that tonight with the boys. I See, like all right. Pick drifting it up. and then drifting, planning, coming up and hitting a dummy. I can work that in tonight. <laughs> so uh, how I'm is, literally scouting how is these practices. Practice? You know. You I, have three teams I have, now, don't I you? I do. Well, I'm only, all three of them are playing. I'm only uh, intimately involved in two. So I head coach Bootsy, and then I am um, I assist with uh, Not Black Cobra. Beamsy is in the very capable hands of the CYO Flag League. So he's in good hands there with guys I've coached with before. So he'll be fine. And then we practice the same time as him. So uh, we're out. I'll tell you what. There's I've spent an inordinate amount of time uh, thinking about defensive schemes for 10-year-old tackle football. An inordinate amount of time that I spend on it. It's probably not healthy to me. You should uh, bounce them off Gerard. Well, I have. So I, <laughs> Here, I, I, I'm going to give you one. So as you know, I used to do a, uh, I used to do a show with, uh, oh, Mr. Yeah. Laurinaitis. Oh yeah, he so, knows a little something. Yeah, yeah, he knows a little bit. Um, so he's he's coaching at, uh, at, uh, at the Notre Dame now, and they open with a, a school you may have heard of named Ohio State. I'll be down there. That's gonna be fun. Boy, is I, it? not so much for him. I don't think I love him. Like yeah, a brother, but not so much for him. Sunday, Sunday's gonna be a rough day. Luckily, it's a holiday weekend. Yeah. So I said, you know, we're playing four two five. So he goes, <laughs> this is the text. Now, it's possible I sent this to him after I'd had a couple. So he goes, okay, 
So your nickel, let's install a little three match. Outside leverage band with post safety. Other safety is down to the tight end. Linebackers, the gap, the A gap, and B gap. Set the front to the tight end. 6-3 shade, 5 technique. Tell your backers one has the halfback, the other's in the hook area for body presence for the other crossers. So both linebackers play the halfback essentially from depth and less empty. Yeah. That'll sober you up. <laughs> what did you say? Come again. I, uh, I, I what think was I, that? I think you lost me after the first sentence there. <laughs> you bet you'd be going out. Guys, here's Tell what I want you to do this. I want you to come over here. That's how this is going to go. We're like, no, I just think we need to either all of you guys go upfield or or th- then we have another call where three of you drop. Like, that's kind of where we need. That's that's where we're at. So that was a little technical on that side of things. But it's it's going well. So we have games. Bootsy's debut game is Saturday. Um, young team. We have, I've never lost in this flag league, but I'm, I'm going to – it's coming. Because we have a lot of young kids. we got a lot of first graders. So I think Anel is probably coming there. Um, and then uh, – Has he gotten a little more comfortable? He had a rough first oh my, practice. No, he didn't. He had a rough tryout. Yeah, that's he had an it. incredible yes. first practice. He had Tuesday and Thursday last week. He was a model citizen. Like just dialed in, focused, paying attention. It was awesome to see. I was really impressed with him um, and how he was going. So Where is he lining up on the current depth chart? Well, he's probably going to start out defensively. He'll probably play a little corner. All right. Um, and then offensively, you know, maybe a little receiver, a little bit of running back, maybe some quarterback, that type of thing. It's pretty much here, you go here, you go here. I'm in the huddle, like, showing him because they're six. Yeah, So exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the way that that goes. All right. So. But he's grasping and is starting to oh, yeah. like it. He's exceeded. Oh, yeah, he's dialed in. He's fired up. My, uh, my oldest nephew is in seventh grade, and Josh is playing tackle football for the first time. Okay. How's that going? Well, I don't think my sister has slept in two weeks since yeah. we started this whole process. Um, it's hard. That part's hard. Yeah. And they, they've been practicing from 9 to 11 in the morning. Okay. Great. Get it out of the way before yeah. the heat of the day, whatever. They're supposed to come here today to practice. Yesterday they get the phone call, well, school starts a week from now, and they're changing everything. It's now 3 o'clock, which means oh. he is out of the training camp practice. He's like, well, no, I'm skipping practice, to which my sister said, I don't think that's happening. Uncle Jason, come in out of the bullpen for the assist and be the bad guy. Oh. I'm fine doing that. You have signed up for something. You need yeah. to commit and do it. It's okay. Yeah. Like we'll get you we'll get you out again. Don't worry. It does suck though. Like you have things locked in and then you can't. Yeah. You know, that does suck. But my younger nephew's like, What did I do to deserve this? No, valid. Like, He's I, got I'd a good like point. to be in the hospitality tent eating ice cream. That's like, right. I was like promised a, ice cream. Feels like a win for me. Yeah. Uh, on that one. So yeah, that, that's well, where I'm you're glad at. that Bootsy is thriving. Yeah, he's doing I know well. the tryout was. Uh, was yeah, a the tryout bit. was a little testing at first, but then he rallied. Um, so yeah, all the boys are in it. It's beautiful. Football's a beautiful thing, man. It's the one eleventh, or in the case of this flag, the one eighth. It takes everybody to be able to do it, and and so you're learning about teamwork and camaraderie and all of that. And I think as we bring it back to this team, that's the thing that's been hard. Is like, you know, you need you need something to rally behind, and and like you can rally behind anything. I think Joel, what Joel's trying to say on Sunday was. Look, Cleveland against the world. Like, no one's going to like us this year. That's okay. Yeah. We're we'll, expecting we'll be fine. to be booed every time yeah, we go out that's on the fine. field. That's fine. We'll deal with it, you know. Yeah. And by the way, there's going to be Browns fans everywhere, so it's not going to be that loud of booing. No. Other than, like, Baltimore. What's the hardest ticket for a Browns fan to get? What's the hardest road game for Browns fans? What's the one place that you see the fewest Browns fans? Probably the Pukers. Pittsburgh. I, I I mean, they might be in the upper deck. It's not that you can't get tickets, but it's tough. Been, it's it's a tough ticket. 
Baltimore has been pretty – they're pretty welcoming as much as – Yeah. I, it kills me, but they have a great stadium, and it's a great environment. I love that stadium. I feel like Washington on New Year's Day, there'll be plenty of good seats available. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The commanders are Oh, playing. boy, yeah. There's there's going to be a lot of them. There's a lot of places where I think you could take over, but I was curious what ones you can't take over, and it, it's the yeah, ones that I would it's, think. It's Pittsburgh and it's and it's Baltimore. I'm guessing Cincinnati uh, will Baltimore, be that way, too. Baltimore, you get a ticket. I'll be interested to see what Bengal fan shows up. I would assume uh, this would be the year, but – They've been good and not sold out playoff games. It's so. different though down there with Burrow. Like he is a different. It's a different animal with him. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's overstepping to say that like he's on a trajectory from an athlete standpoint that would supersede. Like he's on a trajectory. It seems crazy to even say this, almost sacrilegious, but it, it's. It feels like he's on a trajectory to be like Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, Joe Moore, like Big Red Machine type beloved. Like oh, that's yeah. kind of where he's at right yeah. now. Jeff he's, Ruby, you're, right? You got a permanent take. I'm sure he's got a. He's had a stake there for a year, named after him. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's got. He's changed everything down there. He's changed. I mean, the naming of the stadium, the indoor facility, the finally, um, you know, even the stuff they're doing with the uniforms, with the white Bengal and all that stuff. Like everything that 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 they're doing is a reaction to his popularity. And I do think for them, it's kind of a difference between the two teams. I think that they're kind of like feels like to me like them and the Bills are like just universally liked by everybody. Yeah. Likes those two teams. They like the two quarterbacks. Oh, they're yeah. just they're kind of like America's team a little bit right now and at least until they win. Kind of feel, felt like the way that Kansas City felt with Mahomes until they won the Super Bowl. And then you'd find reasons like Mahomes as a younger brother to dislike them. But in the beginning, you know, you loved them just cuz they were fun to watch and I think that's kind of the case with Cincinnati and Buffalo. Yeah. I going through our schedule, there's plenty of places you can go to watch them on the road. Um, Washington, uh, Carolina, I think will be tough simply because it's the season opener, and it's the I, season opener is always a tough. Tip. I've got no feel on that place. It's a great know. city. Yeah, I like really. Charlotte. I mean, I've been to Charlotte. But I don't. Yeah, I've only we've only been there one other time in the ten years we've been doing this. One other time. Yeah. Okay. Cam Newton was the quarterback. That was he? Was he a dude? Was he it, was still? A dude. He was still a dude. Yeah. He was. There were some sh- signs that it might be going south, but yeah. Not that day. Yeah, I remember him playing here. I was at the game when he played here. Yeah. He was not himself. No, 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 uh, no, no. At that point, he was he was uh, you know on the way to kind I of being like, a bit of a broken. You know, that dude. could be that'll be a tough ticket. I mean, what you, was it like for you seeing Baker in blue? It's interesting. Uh, it was weird I, what, to me. I mean, it was like you're prepared for it. You're aware that it was going to happen. Um, but it, as I'm watching the game, it was like, oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's right. He was yeah. He was here all that time, and now he's now he's there in blue. I'm not sure who's being carted off here, but we'll. It is not. It's uh, an offensive line. Everything is serious, but this is not one of the one of your preeminence. I, I don't believe so. From a walk, from a <clears throat> carted off standpoint. But I mean, we're in individuals, so I'm trying to. Well, see. they did. They did a little bit of of eleven, not really eleven on eleven, but they did a little. Well, I guess so. Yeah, they did a little offense defense stuff down there, um, over on that far field, so that it, I didn't see anything happen. I was keeping my eye on it. I didn't. I didn't see anything that happened there. Uh, oh, it was our it's our seventh round pick, Dawson Deaton. Okay. Headed off on the cart. Yeah. That's not a good sign. Center guard. Yeah. Yeah. Interior. So that is that's that room already tested because yes. of the loss of Nick Harris, um, and then potentially more so with with uh, with Dean going off in the cart here. 
uh, in the last couple of minutes. Uh, we're back to some individual stuff. We have running backs work. Cream Hunt just put a move on Jacob Phillips, which was just nothing short of sensational. So that that was certainly a lot of fun. We've got some quarterbacks and some and some defensive backs working here as well. Um, so everyone's starting to get active a little bit out here. Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett working uh, with the group here right now. And then, oh, my goodness, The Voice is going to join us here on the other side of this quick timeout. Uh, Jim Donovan going to join the program. We'll all get better coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The land on demand is now free and in the palm of your hands during the entire month of August. ESPN Cleveland, the Bath Authority, giving fans free access to the land on demand. For all the news you don't want to miss, see us live in the brand new studios or play all the favorite shows commercial free and on demand. Get all access to Tony Grossi's Browns analysis and more. Visit thelandondemand.com or download the app today. The Land on Demand remodeled by the Bath Authority. And now joined by the voice of the Cleveland Browns, the great Jim Donovan. Uh, when you get back after what felt like about a six-week vacation, <laughs> what, do you, I mean, you guys were down there a long time. Oh, I made a very big decision in my lifestyle. Um, and I presented it to my dear wife, Cheryl, the other day. We will not retire in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the damnedest thing that that's yeah, an NFL really city. Yeah, yeah. It really is. I don't. I mean, I, there's wonderful people down there. I was down there a lot, um, but but was down there for the Super Bowl. It's just the craziest thing that that that. Well, that was in, kind of a crazy thing that there was. was a Super Bowl, right? Down right. There, you were down yeah. there too. Uh, yeah, with Wasn't all the yachts. That, right. For the owners, you every owner had a yacht. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. There was. Yeah, it just wasn't. It's crazy. I mean, that in the mid '90s, somebody said, "Yeah," and it's a college football town. It's yes. a great college football Well, I mean, Florida, it's, the, it's the Florida-Georgia game at the, the old Gator Bowl. And that is the, that's the footprint of that stadium still. Yes. It is the old, the bones of it are the mm-hmm. old Gator Bowl. Uh, Bo, in history, I broadcast the first ever Jaguars win in the NFL. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You were at, you were on the, was that an NBC it telecast? It was an NBC game, and I'll tell you, it was in the Houston Astrodome. The Oilers were still, I think this was their last year in Houston. Uh, and they were going to go. Didn't they go? They went to Memphis first, and then they finally yeah ended up Liberty in Bowl, Ryan. and then. Yep. But anyway, it was in the Astrodome, and um, they they ended up winning their first game. Steve Berline was their quarterback, but a couple of weeks later, they went to Mark Brunell forever. Then and then um, that was and it. they ended up winning the game. Desmond Howard was on the team, sure, yeah, and returned a punt for them, and it really got them going. By the end of the year, I think they finished their first season pretty close to five hundred. Tom Coughlin was perfect he for was. that situation and that job that time around. I don't know about the second time right. when he was the president of the team. But, uh, yeah, it was their first win in the Astrodome. We were talking about that last week. The NFL, I mean, both the Panthers and the Jaguars were really good right away. Their second year each, yeah. they were in the conference championship Correct. game. And I believe, as far as the Jaguars were concerned, they ended up losing to the Patriots in the AFC championship yep. game in Foxborough. But they led going into the fourth quarter. And so the Patriots the then. Patriots Bledsoe, came on. Yes, Parcells, yeah. Belichick, Belichick, the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Right. Right. And then and then we wondered if that was, you know, there was always talk that that's what happened. Like when the Browns came back, it was like, well, we can't even be this good this quick. Like, I <laughs> well, mean, the rest of the owners are like, wait, snap. <laughs> how good can these guys? They're in the championship game year two. Right. You know, we can't have that. Um, this what Jim, I, I, I tweeted this on Friday. Um it felt like a distracted team to me, oh, yeah. and I don't know how they couldn't be. I mean, how, how could you ever not be? Um, they are human. I think sometimes we think they're like Madden players, and right. you just put them in positions. It just felt distracted to me on Friday night, buddy. Oh, it really did. Um, 
you know what? Maybe they should have deferred. After all, they won the toss. Yeah. Maybe they should have deferred and put the defense out there. But they, they won the toss, and they went out there. They got the ball not in great field position. Bradley only got him out to the 13-yard line. And I'm wondering, Bo, if he had hit the pass to Schwartz, the one he threw yep. over his head, might things have really settled down. But he missed that, and then Schwartz missed everything else mm-hmm. after that. And then it was just a disaster. It was. You know, Nick. it really was a disaster offensively. They couldn't do anything. I mean, there were penalties. He tripped over the new center. Nick Harris before that went out. Uh, Dearness Johnson fumbles. I mean, mm-hmm. that's unlike them. That is really unlike them. Yeah. But I, I also think that it's it's probably maybe we should have expected it because, yeah. you know, we come out here and we're out here every day at camp and we see a team. And, and I, I've said this before on the show, Jim, like if you just come out here, you don't have a real sense up until today. We're now and as of yesterday, Brissett's getting a lot more of the ones. Right. You'd have no sense that Deshaun Watson wasn't the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns up until Sunday. Right. Absolutely. He got all the ones. And so you come here and it's like, well, he's starting week one against Carolina. And the but the reality is in the back of your head, you know, he wasn't. Right. So how could you not? It's like he's gets the fans, he's preparing two teams. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, the other thing is I think they wanted it in in high speed. They wanted to get the ball, get him in, get it going, maybe go down the field, get a score right away because really the other thing that we've watched as we have watched him participate through the spring and now into the summer as their number one quarterback, he's made it look so easy. So easy. But the other day it was just so hard. And the other thing, Bo, the, uh, the acoustics of the booze. Um, and that's so probably they were, were they piping it in? You know, I heard Gerard when I yeah. was driving over here. And I didn't know that they were pumping it in. It wasn't a huge crowd, but it was a boisterous crowd. As soon as he came out, as soon as, as soon as he left the sideline and came out for that first series, I mean, it was resounding. Now, not to the point where I don't think anybody was having trouble hearing the signals or anything yeah. like that. But you have to think about it. He was such a popular player, even if he was a visiting player yes. coming in and playing, because a lot of people enjoyed watching him play in college and what he did at Clemson and then into the NFL. And you enjoyed the way he played, and you heard about the citizen he was at mm-hmm. that time in Houston, and it was all good. You admired him. So I'm wondering, had he ever been booed before? So I actually brought up exactly that in the first hour, uh, because he is arguably – the most one of the five most popular college football players of the last 25 years it's on he's at the very top of the list of most popular college football players the last 25 30 years um you couple that with everything you just mentioned about the houston thing i would not only hazard to guess it's the first time he's ever been booed but it's probably the first time maybe ever that he's even wrapped his head around being disliked yeah you know, like, or, or people viewing him negatively. There's a psychological toll to that. I, I brought up the Tiger Woods thing with, remember Tiger when he came back? Like, it wasn't the physical, but, like, all of a sudden it was like, instead of, oh, my God, that's Tiger Woods, yeah. it was like, hey, that's Tiger. Did you hear what he did? Yeah, like, that right, type right. of thing. Yeah. And there's a mental toll that that takes. Yeah, and I, I even think last year when he just stood off to the side at Texans practice, there was, I don't think there was any animosity or anything no. like that towards him. I think his teammates realized what his position was, that he wanted to be away from that organization. Um, now, as everything kind of mounted, as these cases really started to roll out, and most of them right at the end of the season. But, um, you know, he he's really been very, very warmly received everywhere he went. I can remember the last time he played here in that monsoon here, mm-hmm. and he was – you walked away and you went, what a player. And yep. the Browns beat them that day. And he was the only reason that they were close. I mean, my God, Bo, they had Duke Johnson as their only running back. And, I mean, they, that, he that was, was it. 
he didn't they didn't have other running backs no. at that time. And he was he kept them in the game and he made some real Deshaun Watson plays. And so you walked away and you tip your hat to a guy like that. Yeah. No, it's and it's something that, you know, I I just cannot believe we're sitting here August fifteenth and we're still having this conversation. It's <laughs> just absolute nonsense to me that it's been the case. Um, it feels like this is pretty straightforward. We were even told when this went to appeal, Jim, that this would be expedited. Expedited, right. Well, it's ten days. Yeah, I, I, which would tell me that right now, and, you know, we've gone a, a thousand different ways on this thing. What's going on now? What's going on now? You would have to think that maybe settlement talks are going on right now. And, and strategically, um, there there probably is a lot of strategy going on. And I think a big hunk of that was Friday night in that pregame yeah, show I would agree. Uh, for the Browns on TV when he did the interview with Aditi Kinkabwala, and they did the interview, and he came out, and the first thing he said was, listen, I'd like to – apologize and that's the first time we had heard him go down that road really yeah and i think for this team for this fan base uh for us you know that are talking about the you can wrap you can you can get your head around a lot of things i can get my head around a jacoby Brissett season you know i've said this before on the show like i i can envision you know the broncos case keenum game last year on thursday night you win a lot of games playing that way and in that style like i can wrap my head around that but I got to know what we're what, what we're doing here right. at some point. And I'm not Kevin Spitz. I'm some guy talking about it on the radio. <laughs> I can't imagine him and this coaching staff going, like, what are we preparing for? How do we prepare? Yeah. Um, and you really go back to Kevin's first year and how they won, you know, played those first yeah. six and seven games of that year. Remember, Baker Mayfield was only throwing on an average of, like, 18 passes a game. Yeah. I mean, that was a Chubb, Hunt, offensive line, uh, very, very timely turnovers, played good defense, you know, be solid in special teams, but it's Chubb and Hunt. We get ahead. They grind the clock down. Let him kind of feed in a couple of throws here and there. Yep. Don't put anything in danger. It wasn't until, you know, the second half of their year when they kind of opened it up and he got hot at that time. Yeah, and, and as has been the case, they're doing some 11-on-11 work on the far field over there from us, uh, the, the West Field. Uh, it is, it's Jacoby Brissett running with the ones now again. So now he's, he's getting – they basically have just flopped. So now Deshaun's running, getting those two reps and occasional one, but it's primarily Jacoby Brissett with the, with the ones. They got to get ready. They got we're not that far away now. Yeah, big week for him. Uh, yes. Apparently not on Sunday, but on Thursday and Friday it will be a big week for him, as yep. he'll get a lot of work against the Eagles. Now I watched the Eagles uh, the other night after the um, they played the Jets on in their opening game. Now their front liners they lost the game, but I mean the front liners were very good. Very good. They are very very good. I mean they're good defensive line great offensive line they're kind of structured like us um you know they, they leaned on the running attack last year that's when they got hot they went away from the pass i mean there's still a question mark about jalen hurts but this will be a really good test i think over the week and probably on sunday too but i, I know a lot of the players say most of the real good work will be thursday and friday yeah that, those will be the yeah. when you really pay attention is thursday and friday it feels like most nfl teams now will that you play it feels like the way they're handling it is that first preseason game, You may if the, those that play ones, you'll get a little of that on yeah. that first one, and then that's it. Yeah. You know, so I'm curious if that's the way that this plays out throughout the league this week. And then the other thing, Bo, is that you have that extended time after that last game yeah. to get ready for the opening game. I mean, it used to be ready, set, let's go, right? You'd play Thursday night. You know, a lot of times in the, in the way back when, they used to play Saturday night. Yeah. And then cut and then get ready, you know, for the game coming up that following week, and it was the regular season opener. Now I think you have about 11 days before we go to Carolina right, you're for right. that game. So uh, they'll get ex- – and I think Kevin is counting on a lot of time then with Brissett. Yep, 
Yeah, I mean that that's where you're going to bank on it and put together what at least for you know at the very least for a decent portion of this season will be a Browns offense with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, always excellent to talk to you, my friend. Oh, I I do have to tell you when I was driving over here feverishly to try and get on with you. Um, when you were going through the James Laronitis uh, defensive scheme that, that he was saying, I was yelling at the radio in my car, Bo, call a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> call a timeout. <laughs> I would be, what is, hey, call a timeout. What was that? Man, that was, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a different, it's like being at the United Nations and some guy gets yeah. up that speaks and you have to you have to wear the headphones. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's a little bit, yeah, there's a little bit of that to it. I was like, wow, that, that's what it, but that's his, and honestly, I know you pay very close attention to Notre Dame like his his enthusiasm yeah for like he's a, a GA and analyst now but he'll be a coordinator linebacker coach there sure. soon. Yeah. like his enthusiasm for ball is just <laughs> at any at every level at every right? level it's just 10 year old tackle <laughs> that was great that was great did you get uh, by the way do you have carrots for the boys when you got home after the long vacation uh, in yes oh boy I'll tell you what yes a little I did. treat from, from Dad? Absolutely. Boy, they were happy to see Dad. I bet they were. Mom could be a little tough on them. <laughs> right. <laughs> great talking to you, sir. Good seeing you, Bo. The great Jim Donovan here. <laughs> uh, so much more to come. You're listening to Clean the Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Training camp is underway. The Cleveland Browns 50-50 raffle is open now. Go to the Browns mobile app or browns5050.com to purchase your tickets. The raffle ends on Sunday, August 21st. That's this Sunday. Don't miss your chance to win big while supporting the Stay in the Game Network. Shoes and clothes for kids. Uh, So we have some 11-on-11 happening here. Um, Deshaun just threw a bullet to Kareem. Right underneath, it was so, so sweet. Jacoby getting the majority of the reps with the ones, which is the case on Sunday. Uh, we see Josh Rosen out there slinging it around a little bit now, too. I have not seen Josh Dobbs, but it could just be that I'm not looking. Rosen, Rosen throws a great ball. That is a great ball in the back of the end zone there. Um, on kind of a he's corner. another guy that on Friday night, the moment didn't look too big for him considering yep. all he's been through. He's, he's been through a lot. It's, it, he has, yeah. It's a, it's going to be something worth monitoring now that we at least have you know, some idea of how this thing will look going forward. Uh, still awaiting the NFL, of course. The next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow out here in Berea at training camp. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.